Welcome to the Manufacturing Employer Podcast, where we talk workplace culture and all things related to the strategies that drive exceptional environments for employees. You'll hear conversations with those in the manufacturing space tasked with making their workplace better. Employee engagement, benefits, onboarding, hiring, we'll be discussing the working experience from top to bottom. Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Manufacturing Employer. I'm your host, John Franco, co-founder of Gorilla76. We are the industrial marketing agency. We help manufacturers grow through revenue-focused marketing programs. On today's show, we have the one and only Will Casey joining us from the Milwaukee area. In full disclosure, technically speaking, Will and I are, I had to look this up today, Will, we are first cousins once removed. And we're buds and we hunt and we fish together and all sorts of stuff. But that's not why he's on the show today. He's on the show today because he is the exact type of person that many of you out there are looking to hire at your manufacturing companies. Immediately after high school, Will enrolled in trade school at Waukesha County Technical College, opting not to take the now, and I'm using air quotes here, traditional path of a four-year college or university, and instead to learn the incredibly important craft of welding. He's working right now, getting some real-world experience for a very reputable company, Weldall Manufacturing in Waukesha as well, and is, from what I understand, absolutely loving it, which I want to hear more about. Will is very hungry to grow in this space, and in my personal opinion, people like Mr. Casey here are the future of American manufacturing. And today, we're going to learn all about him. Hiring managers pay attention. In this episode, insights should emerge to help you find candidates just like Will, as well as strategies and how you can retain employees just like him. So Will, you ready to get into this? Yes, sir. Is this your first ever podcast? Oh, yeah. First ever. All right. Well, first of all, just tell us about you. What do you do for fun? And and the reason I'm asking is because what you do for fun and where you hang out and where you spend your time, that's where people need to be looking for people like like yourself. You've got all camo on today. I'm assuming yeah. you like to hunt. Yeah, I love hunting. Yeah. Any types in, in particular? Big into deer hunting, big into duck hunting. Yeah. A lot of small game like squirrel, pheasant, you know. Just like to be outside. Yes, sir. What else do you do for fun? See. I like to hang out with the fam, you know. Yeah. Family. Normal, normal nineteen-year-old stuff. Yeah. Hang out with my friends. Go out. Yeah. You know? yeah. All right. Fair, out with my buddies. Fair enough. Well, well, it seems like we live in a time when most kids are being pushed towards college, and and what I mean by college is that traditional four-year degree. Um, and you definitely are fortunate in that you come from a, a situation. Where that was very much an option you could have taken. I, I know you're, yes, you're a smart kid. We're we're definitely not rich in our family, but you uh-huh. know we we've never gone without. College is very much yep. something we could do, mm-hmm. but you didn't do that. And I think that is like a major shift that's starting to happen. And I would love to hear why you didn't do that and why you went the path you did. All right. So started off here. One of a couple of the main reasons why I wanted to be a little different from the crowd and kind of yeah. to other people, you know, would be like, 
because I feel like this is just me, but um, I feel like I would just go to college and I just would, I guess, would waste my time doing unproductive things rather than getting my life started, you know, at an early, at an early time. And there's a lot of debt that often comes with college too, and right? I, that's, that was one of the things too, a lot of debt. And I don't want to be paying that off, you know, for a long time when right now, kind of jumping the gun a little bit here, but at Weldall, I'm going to, I just got accepted into a four-year apprenticeship. And so that all in, entails like them, you know, paying for my schooling for four years while I still get paid there. So it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. I'm not, not in debt, you know, I'm benefiting right. myself and I'm benefiting the company. And it's amazing. And you're, you're benefiting like, I think this is something that's been amazing to me as I've learned more and more about manufacturing and anybody who's listened to any of these episodes are probably banging their head against the wall hearing me talk about it again. But manufacturing and 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 things like welding everything in our lives is mm -hmm. touched by this i mean I, I i like i'm looking around my apartment right now and like every single thing in here my dog just shook and his collar just shook well there's the things that are making noise on there are little round metal parts that had to go through a manufacturing process or i i'm, I'm simplifying here but mm -hmm. you're going down to the fine detail but i yeah yeah you're you're benefiting more than just yourself and your company i mean the entire country and the world yep. is like benefiting from this. Did mm -hmm. did you know at a at a really young age that that's what you wanted to do, or was it hard for you to figure out? Or how talk about that a bit? So for me, the I just kind of you know I start I wanted to be different around it was probably around like seventh grade, like middle school. I don't know. I, all my friends were well. I guess we're kind of jumping the like jumping forward here. That's okay. It, it just the senior year everybody was talking about colleges and what state they were going to go to wearing their like, you know, college pride shirts or whatever. And it was just like, and a lot of the kids I went to high school with, because I went to a private high school to get, don't get me wrong. I love that. Which I think school. is a, is an important point. I mean, you were very much in a situation at a private high school where everyone's going, oh, yeah. and going to, honest, to, to the university. Oh yeah. And to be honest with you, there was a lot of wealth in that school. And, mm. and like, you know, everybody was like, Oh, I'm going to like, Notre Dame, I'm going to Madison, I'm going to Missouri, you know. I'm I'm not, you know. Yeah, you better not be talking bad about Missouri over there. No, I'm not. I'm not dissing any any schools yeah, at yeah. all because I like I like college sports, but I'm saying like it just that just wasn't the path I wanted to take. I'd be different. And there was one other kid that I graduated with who did that. Forgot his name, but he did that with me and um Well, you kind of always have had it in your in your personality, like I, I remember it, your brother Sam, who is uh -huh. my godson. Yep. He, we always joke that he's like upper management, and you were like the guy that was always working. Who is your younger brother? But you were always like the guy raising his hand, willing to help out with chores around the house and do mm -hmm. like go work with your hands. I mean, is that accurate to say? Oh, hundred percent. I'm, I'm that type. I'm the type of person that I'm not. Again, I'm not you know, dissing anybody that has a desk job, but it, it just, it's not for me. Like I, I need to be moving, using my brain 24 seven, not saying yeah. that people that's, a, no, that's no. but I'm just, be, I'm like, I need to be work doing something with my hands, building something. That's just the type of person I am. And I think a lot of other people out there are like that as well. Well, I mean, I think a healthy society takes all types, mm -hmm. right? You need the people oh, yeah. that can sit behind desks and it's a different type of exhaustion when I end my day compared to the, the type of exhaustion after you end your day. Like we're both exhausted. Mm -hmm. Mine may have, I may have only walked to my refrigerator four to five times in the bathroom throughout the day. And yeah, you're doing like hard labor, but like at the end mm -hmm. of the day, we're both just yep. tired. Mm -hmm. 
So that's interesting. So as a kid, I, I remember, and, and I before the call or before this podcast, I was talking with Will, and I don't know that he remembers this, but we were on a fishing trip one time. And I actually mentioned this in another podcast I did, but we had a bunch of bunch of guys there and you know everybody knows how to fix everything and we had this fireplace it was like a gas fireplace in in the little lodge and this was a this was the i guess 2020 it was that first covid year yeah i think so yeah because we went to minnesota instead of canada we couldn't yep. we couldn't cross the border but uh-huh. anyway i remember no one could figure out how to get this dang fireplace to work and next thing you know i look over and will who at the time was probably 15 or 16 has the front of it off is like, adju- I mean, could have probably, we probably should have been worried because it's a gas fireplace and he's just tooling around on it. Next thing you know, you you had the damn thing working. So I think to your point, like that's just kind of who you are. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. What age, I mean, was welding always, like once you kind of decided, all right, I'm, I'm going to go to trade school or technical yep. school. Was welding the thing or did you go and kind of learn about a variety of things and then decide which way you wanted to go? How did that work? So for welding, I've always, you know, I've done it. My dad got a welder a long time ago, but I've always just been because my grandpa, actually, Grandpa Casey has been a welder, you know, well, obviously he's not anymore, but his first, you know, his younger years, I think through his 30s, he was a welder and he worked. There's a company called, I don't know if it was Mueller or Bueller Pipeline, but he did a lot of welding back then. And, and, you know, it's the stuff like, you know, the, um, not, I don't know if you're familiar, but he worked on the Allen Bradley clock tower in uh, Milwaukee. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 And, and he like, he helped weld that and put brick by brick. Like that was, it, it was, it's cool. That kind of stuff. And so my, my grandfather on my d- dad's side was also new welding. He worked for the military and did a variety of things working on cars. And I, I just remember as a kid, he always had his welding mask and whatever in the garage. And I always was fascinated by it. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of like, there's a so much new technology and a lot of new stuff that, you know, people didn't have back then. And a lot of people back then are having, you know, all these really bad like health effects now. But, you know, now we got new helmets that push fresh air into there. So you're not breathing in all that flux and whatever not you're welding with. And, you got, you know, just safer equipment and it will make you. Well, well and, and to the point about new technology, does that concern you at all? Does does that, I we talked a little bit about this in the pre-podcast call. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, are you going to get replaced? No, that is one thing that a lot of people are like, oh, well, not a lot of people, but the majority of people are going to be like, oh, robots are going to replace you. And it's in my opinion, and just from, you know, working in a weld shop, it's really, it, they really can't, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that I work on at Weldall manufacturing. It's, it's not niche, but it's a lot of tight spaces and you're inside things and small welds and very, you know, critique and that kind that kind of stuff. And machines can never go around the corner. And we, speaking of technology too, we do have a, um, machine at Weldall Manufacturing. It's called The Worker. And yep. the only thing it does is it only can weld in a straight line. You know, like if you have so a- So it can say, do some basic things, but like- Yeah, so you, you, have, still- you can run a bunch of different wires on there, but say you have a 20 foot long tube, it can just go straight. And I'm pretty sure it can go up and down, but I don't think we use the up and down. It just goes, you know, straight straight back and forth, but that's about it. Well, I, I was talking, I was deer hunting this weekend and I was, I was talking to one of the other guys that I was hunting with and- He's really great working on cars. 
Mm-hmm. And I was kind of comparing that to medicine and being a surgeon. Like it's really the same type of thing. Something comes in, isn't feeling well, your car, and someone has to pop the hood and be able to figure out what's going on and 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 fix it. Now in medicine, there are robotic surgeries, but that's not replacing a surgeon. Like we still have surgeons. Like it's so I think that misconception, I mean. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that technology is going to make a huge impact, but in a, in many ways, and, and probably most ways, it, it seems like any tech, most advancements in technology still lead to lots of positive things. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's just going to like eliminate a workforce or anything. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. And technology technology can only do so much right now for you know the welding aspect. It can only do so much. And people are like, oh, in the next like 10 years, in my opinion, I really think it's it's going to take a lot longer than 10 years to, you know, not have any welders. Right. And well, I mean, you still are going to have to understand the, the philosophies, the strategies, the techniques. Yep. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to have to be running the machines, right? Yep. So technically, you're not really, I mean, yeah, I guess you could, you're not really letting off. You might let off some people, but, you know, somebody's still going to have to sit there behind the thing and sit, you know, and watch. Yeah. The, if uh, anything, it might be able to just help you double, triple, quadruple the amount you can do yep. in, in a day versus without it. What what a, what about the work? Like the actual work itself, are are you enjoying it? I'm loving it. More I knew it. That's why I, I, I kind of set you up there, but tell, yeah. like, what do you enjoy about it? I I don't know. I it, I think it's just the environment I work in and all the all the guys around me, they're just so nice and it's a lot of the stuff I work on too is like stuff I just never imagined myself ever working on. So is it a bunch of other like 19, 20, 21 year old? I, I'm going to call you a kid. I, yeah. I know you're a young man, uh-huh. but I'm 41. So anyone is a kid to me under the, uh, is it yeah. all young people or are you one of the few young people? Well, on my shift, I'm one of the youngest. I'm yeah. On my shift, I'm one of the youngest, I think. I'm actually 90% sure. And then on second shift, there's a kid, my buddy named Griffin, but he's only part-time. So he's there, you know, every other day of the week. And he is 17, but he's doing an internship through McQuanago High School. Which he's oh, going that's to. so cool. So they're starting to offer it, getting high school kids. Yes. Very interesting. Did your high school have any programs like that? Or was it primarily focused on kind of the college prep? It was more of the college prep. Yeah. It wasn't a public school. So it was more of the college prep, you know. I bet your parents are loving that. Hey, go what? go go to this school. We're gonna spend all this money. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. I I it was a great school and you got no, a great they, education. They are they're proud of me. Yeah. Well, I know I know they're proud of you. I'm not saying they're not proud of you. I'm just saying um, they're you know, they're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, these like public high schools had these programs like to help yeah. but I think sometimes you have to go down another path to realize that, oh, wait, maybe that's not the right path. And that's that's the perfectly healthy thing. You know what? Like, honestly, I talk to people all the time. If if you would have gotten into welding and decided after a year, you know what? This isn't for me. That's not a bad thing either, because at least you're learning, hey, that, that was something I checked out and it was fine, but not my thing. I'm going to go another direction. So what would you... Okay. So think about Think about your brother Sam, who's younger than you, or you know, maybe maybe not Sam because that's going to like change how you think about things because you already know him and know all his interests yeah. and whatever. But another kid that like a freshman in high school that maybe is thinking about going into the trades or mm-hmm. the, like technical school after graduation, like any advice you would give him or 
you know, it, it, would you encourage him to like do any certain things? It's a good question. I would encourage him to, well, or her, it could be a him or her. Him, yeah. Him or her. I would encourage them to look, you know, dive into it a little bit deeper, see what type of welding they want to do. Uh, I would definitely tell them to go check out if they have any technical schools, you know, yeah, maybe, like in their or, area or yeah. Or maybe stop in somewhere like a manufacturing plant. See if you can take a tour, you know, that's, that's what I did. I was, I like to get, I like, I like to, you know, get involved in when I wanted to start welding, I went to a bunch of different places, you know, and just like asked if I could get a tour and they were like, sure. Good why for not? you. Was that encouraged by your school or was that something? You no, just I just, kinda... I just kind of did that. Cause where I live, there's a lot of, um, not manufacturers, but a lot of like welding companies. I hope people are, are paying attention to this because like, Will, that's the dream of what you want with a future employee as someone who's hiring, someone who's like hungry enough to go knock on some doors and be like, let me let me see what you guys are doing. Can mm -hmm. I? And it's a strategy we're seeing now more and more from manufacturing companies where they're going in and trying to talk to kids in the elementary schools, because when you're in elementary school, you know, and and I'm not similar to you earlier, I'm not belittling any careers, like any, but, you know, somebody will be like, my dad works in marketing. So that person will come in. Somebody's dad will be a firefighter. So that person will come in. Somebody, you know, mm -hmm. all these different people come in, but there's never a machinist that comes in. There's never yeah. a welder that comes in. So a lot of these, a lot of these manufacturing companies now are trying to get, you know, Hey, bring your field trip in, come take a tour of our plants. Mm -hmm. To me, that's so smart. Yeah, and to jump to add on to what you just said, Walk uh, Waukesha, you know, WCTC, they just started having schools, you know, some classes. This is the technical college you yep. went to? Yeah, okay. that I went to. And they have, sometimes they have classes come in there and then they can, you know, take a tour around the shop and, you know, do a little bit of welding with the different wire, you know, we have that they don't have at WCTC. That's cool. I, I want to... I want to weld sometime. I've never done it. I, I mean, and I'm making it sound like anybody, I realize it's not that simple, but I would love to try it sometime. Yeah, it's fun. I don't know what I would make, but I'd, I'd make it for you. It'd be your Christmas gift. How's that? Yeah, come over. We got a, we got two elders. All right. Next time I'm up. All right. Okay. So now shifting to thinking about your future. Yes. When you're looking at, like, when you're thinking about building a career and building a future uh -huh. in this space, What's important to you? I mean, you know, things that important that I often hear, you know, I mean, pay matters, insurance benefits, development, and knowing that you're growing is often important in, in the marketing field. What about for you? I mean, I'd say, well, not pay, because as long as you're doing what you love, the money will come, you know? Man, that's a perspective right there that takes a, lo a lot of people a long time to figure out. And yeah, it took me a long time to figure out too, because I was- Yeah, I was you're 19. It did not take you a long time, Will. Okay, but not I a long time, it, but yeah. I, was, I was money hungry. I was looking for the job that I was paying the most, but now it's just like, you know, the money the money will come if, you know, you're enjoying it because, you know, your time goes faster when you when you do something you love. Amen, man. What, what else? So, okay, so pay is not really that big of a deal. No, 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 no. I'd say like, so your question basically was what I'm looking for in the future. Like, you know, to, yeah, like what, what matters to you? Like if you have three companies coming at you with offers as a welder, what things are going to make different companies, what, what's going to make you go towards one company and not the other two? I would say, well, there's not really a singular word for this, but how the company, you know, treats their employees, not with mm. not not benefits pay or any of that, just like, like you know, culture, like what's the culture, culture there? And that's one thing about 
Sorry, going back, back to Wild Dogs. I just can't stop talking no, about it. No, I mean, everybody who comes on this show talks about where they work. So you're, yeah, yeah. you're perfectly that's allowed to do that. That's one thing Wild Dog, too, is they are so dedicated to their workers. I, every day I have one of, because so. what And what does that look like? What When you say that? What, yeah. Like, yeah, I was just going to happen. Paint that picture. So, so basically, there's Dave Ball Sr., which is my grandpa's actually, grandpa's actually old friend that used to weld with him, who actually started Weld All back in 1973. And then you wow. have Dave Ball Jr., which is Dave Ball Sr.'s son. And then you have Jared Ball, which is my supervisor, but that's Dave Ball Jr.'s son. So it, it's it's going down in, you know, generations. I Yeah, I so it's family owned. Yes. They probably treat you treat you all really well. It's like, amazing. I every every other day I have Dave Ball Dave Ball Sr. is still in there and he's That's cool. He's an older gentleman, but he he's always in there. He's, you know, always he walks around to every worker, asks how they're doing, you know. Walk in the shop floor. That's yep. like management 101. And you know, I yeah, I I don't know. I just something about that environment and the people and Jared, he's one of the Well, you feel guys. like you matter. You feel like you're not oh, just yeah. somebody there with a torch and a mask, but like you're a person. Yeah. I feel like yeah, I feel like I'm not just getting paid just to like do things when obviously that's the job, but like I'm getting paid, you know, to do things, but I have, you know, the company looking out for me as well, if that sounds correct. When you do you recall well how this role, was it something that was kind of introduced to you through school or well, no, you said you went and knocked on doors and such. Yeah. So Weldall actually, my buddy Caleb. So I the, my family kind of has a little bit of history with the balls, but you know how I said my grandpa's friends with Dave Ball Sr. Well, my buddy Caleb Mickelberg, his cousin is Jared Ball. Gotcha. So, so you had a connection that way. Yes, sir. Yeah. I can't believe you're calling me. Yes, sir. It's it, it, he does not talk to me like this around the Thanksgiving table. Everybody, no, what do you Will's mean? A, well, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Will's a very respectful. Well, we like to give each other a hard time, you know, like yeah. people do. No, so that's that's good. So that would be like a referral. I think that's something that HR managers. I mean, anytime I can get a referral from someone that works at my company already, and they'll vouch for one of their friends, mm-hmm. that yeah. or a connection, that means a lot because a they're willing. To put their name on the line, which means yep. a lot. And B, they're saying, like, I already know they're talented because they're working and they've done a good yep. job and whatever. And they're saying, hey, I know somebody that would be really good. Mm-hmm. Where where else would you look? Like, are, would, like, are there job boards you go to or like would an ad? I'm assuming at this point on Instagram and and TikTok and all the different things you young young bucks are doing out there. I'm assuming like you're following welders and and like watching that type of content. Would would yeah. that be a relevant place to speak to you for about a job opening or I mean, I I think TikTok, you know, it's mm. TikTok is it's really bad. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not it's not the best app, but we all use it. Yeah. It's 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 an addiction that we all have. But TikTok, I, I don't know if it's like just you know, for my recommended videos or whatever, but I have a lot of welding videos on there. And yeah. sometimes I get like companies like ads and stuff on there. Yeah. And I think that's a really, uh, the TikTok something. algorithms, like I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to act like I know anything about it, but we have yeah. some employees that use it regularly. We have one employee that has 
it's just on the side. He has like an all like nineties kind of culture, like, you know, what, what fat, what McDonald's look like in the nineties and like just different movies he reviews and different things. Yep. And his, it's amazing how fast his account has exploded just because of like, they're really good at putting that the right content in front of the right people. Mm -hmm. I agree. They're really good at that. Like you can, and like, I don't know if it's just me, but like, I could be talking about something one thing one time and then I could go on TikTok and I could just see it right there. It's weird. You know? So I don't want you to share anything that you can't because mm-hmm. I, I know there's like some top secret stuff you've worked on that I don't even know about. Your parents don't even know about. Nobody knows about. But the things that you can share or or maybe just speak generally, like what kind of stuff are you working on right now? Well, like little things or big things or I, I know one thing I I, I'm not sure if I can speak about a few of few of these, but um, the one thing that I know I can speak about is I don't know if are you familiar with Komatsu? Yeah, 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 yeah. Big Komatsu, company. You know, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but P and H created Komatsu or Komatsu bought P and H. I'm not. I honestly sure. don't know. Yeah, neither do I. But um, I just know I've seen their their equipment all over. Yeah. So right now we um, I'm pretty sure we're. I don't know if we're number one, but we are one of correct me if I'm wrong, one of the, well, you won't know, but one of the biggest suppliers for Komatsu, I'm pretty oh, sure. Nice. I think. So is this something break, like you're helping them build new machinery or something so breaks and they bring it in? We Sometimes we have old parts for, all right, so these are all big surface mining cranes hmm. that get shipped out. I believe there's, correct me if I'm wrong, I think there's, the one that we were working on recently, I, I heard from my buddy or my coworker that was talking about, I think it was getting shipped off to Chile. Oh, cool. So it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's like a global. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, but they're all surface mining cranes. And you so got to all, work on that. Yeah. And I, like, it's, what's cool is I didn't get to work on the whole thing because you know, the tracks, you can't really weld tracks. They have to go to like a different, so it's a bunch of other companies, you know, going together to put into this one big excavator. Very cool. Well, different companies making stuff for Komatsu to put in this big excavator. And I'm pretty sure Komatsu pays these other companies to do that, which, but going back to what I work on, we work on um, the car bodies, counterweights, rev frames. So that what the whole, the whole thing sits on and spins. Yep. And let's see what else we work on. We work on the compression members. So what holds up the crane or what, with the boom, you know, how it like goes up and down. It's, it's really hard to explain. This, no, 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 that that's okay. Oh, I, I guess. And sorry, I want you to finish your thought. I interrupted you there. It's, it's really hard to explain because the pit, like surface mining excavators are a lot different than, um, you know, normal excavator. Cause they're millions of pounds and they're not even ran, ran on gas. It's, it runs on a big generator. Does, I guess in terms of the enjoyment you get out of doing a project, mm-hmm. Does the actual whatever it is even matter, or are you excited? And you you don't have to say, yeah, I I love it. I mean, look, there I love what I do for a job, but there are certainly yeah. tasks I have where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Does it like? Does the more exciting the the you know, let's say, let's say you're working on a rocket ship, that seems like it'd be pretty exciting, and then the next day you have to work on. I don't know, something simple like, I don't, I don't even know, like welding, fixing, 
fixing the owner's deer stand because it broke. You know, you got this little project. Like, yeah. would it matter to you in terms of which one would be more fun, or is it all like fun? In my opinion, finishing a project, nor big or small, is very rewarding to me. Like the finish. Yeah, the finish. And to be honest, there's stuff I love doing and there's stuff I hate doing. But at the end of the day, is if it like as long as I do a good job and I get it done and I'm proud of it, then you know I'm satisfied. That's a great response, man. I I, I agree with that. I, I remember my first job. I would sometimes get like, I would sometimes get assigned projects like I had to proofread a lot of legal lines, like so lines that would like. This is a copy, you know, copyright 2000, whatever year, all trademarks or trademarks of their respective owners. Like I'd have to proofread all these lines yeah. and I would just be like, really, is this what I'm doing? But then to your point, I was like, well, this is really important that this is right. Protects, mm-hmm. it protects our client. And at the end of the day, I know, I know the pay is not all that matters, but at the end of the day, I'm still getting the paycheck. So, right. you know, I think sometimes it's like, we just got to do those jobs. Yeah, sometimes that's just how life is. Sometimes you got to do stuff you don't want to do, but once you get it done, you feel, I don't know the word, awarded. So there's this crazy, I don't want to say it's crazy. I mean, there are a lot of dark, dirty, dangerous elements of the trades. Yeah. But I think it's probably an unfairly cast perception at times that it's way darker, way da- more dangerous, way dirtier than than you know, it actually is. What's your take on that? Uh, Can you kind of elaborate on that question a little bit? Like, Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's just like, we think of these jobs as places where you're going to, I mean, like, is the shop a mess? Is it, are the floors really dirty? Are the, you know, what's the work environment like? Work environment. So Again, going back to Weldall Manufacturing. Well, yeah, that's what you know. I've I've toured a lot of, lot of, lot of welding shops in like, you know, where I live around Wisconsin. And let me tell you, Weldall is one of the cleanest places, welding shops, and one of the biggest ones. But again, one of the cleanest ones I've ever like, you know, stepped foot in. That place is, for a welding shop, you would walk in there and you'd be like, holy. Because welding is pretty, can be pretty. Oh, it's, it's so dirty. You know, you're chipping chipping slag off using your air hoses, blowing shit everywhere. And let me tell you, like, it is crazy. It's clean. The, you know, the break room's clean, the bathroom's clean. And uh, like where I work, we have four bays Yep. and they're all clean chains hung up, nothing laying around. People wrap their cords and air hoses, everything up at the end of the day. It's, it's amazing, you know, going into work in the morning and everything's clean. It, It feels good. That speaks volumes to the the company and, and the culture, oh, yeah. Will, because I had a gentleman on, he wrote a book. It's right here. It's called How to Fix a Factory. And really smart guy, Rob Tracy. And he he consulted manufacturing company. I mean, that's what he like built his career around. And one of the first things he would do when he would walk in, if if he heard that there were rumblings of a, a bad culture or just people mm-hmm. are unhappy or He'd walk and check the bathrooms and the break rooms too, I'm sure. But he he speaks, he spoke specifically to bathrooms because his whole, he's like, if if you can't keep clean restrooms for your people, like, what does that say? Like, what does that say? So yeah. I, I think that speaks volumes to, to the balls and the, in the company that they, they've built. Mm-hmm. I agree. They've done a really nice job. So I've- what? What's in your future? I mean, you're you're you are in old. You're getting long in the tooth at the age of nineteen over there. But um, 
what's in the future for you? I mean, just going wherever it, it, it takes you or do you have a specific plan in place or there's certain things you want to work on at some point? You know, I, I really wish I would have, I have a certain plan, but right now, you know, with this apprenticeship coming up and all that kind of stuff, you know, I got my four years of schooling, which I'm going to really take for granted and try to, you know, grasp as much information as I can and, you know, as much knowledge as I possibly can in those four years. And after those four years, I get my journeyman. So I'm licensed. I, I think I'm licensed to, you know, you know, weld at other companies and, you know, have that kind of certificate, which is really nice. And I think with my journeyman's, I can start my own business too, but. Would, is know, that want, something you think you'd want to do one day? You know, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but um, I feel like, you know, it might be right now. I, I just don't see my, like, don't see where I could possibly, you know, I don't have any ideas of, you know, what I would well, you got, start my company you got, at. You got time to figure it out. Oh, I got, I got a lot if, of time. It, when you start this new company, I, I know a good marketing agency. So, uh, you Man. know, let me, let me know. Uh, I don't know about that one. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Well, Will, this was fun. Appreciate was fun. you taking, taking some time to talk about this. I 100% do it again. Yeah. Well, we might just have to. I, I think, I mean, it's a major challenge. People are, you know, for so long, I think we told so many people that you got to go to college and don't yeah. take these types of classes. And now all of a sudden we have a lot and of not, people retiring. We have people yeah. like, we need, we need people to do this work. You know, I was just about to say something about that, about older, you know, older folks retiring and now it's like oh well shit who's gonna who's gonna do this job now what are we gonna be jobless or who's gonna weld this we don't have anybody certified that can weld this the other guy retired you know yeah it's just it's a dying just the trades in general it's it, like it's dying you know we need we need well, more younger people it'd be cool like I, I since you've like the type of guy that would take the initiative go, go knock on doors and i wonder if you could ever like go back to your grade school and talk to the kids in fifth grade about a career in welding. I bet if you reached out to like one of your favorite teachers growing up, they would probably love to have you in. I think it would be so great. I didn't, well, I didn't know these, I didn't know what these jobs were when I was a kid. I mean, I, again, I knew my grandpa did it, but I didn't really know about it. I didn't know uh -huh. that you could make good money and have a good career. Like I, those things are not taught to people. Yeah, now it's like, oh, you you need to go to a place and stay there for X amount of years, and you know, yeah, yeah, take these classes, and you know. Well, I'm proud of you. You're doing great, and okay. I know our entire family's proud of you. And you. I know that if I break anything, which I break things all the time, I know the guy. I know the guy to call to fix there it. There you go. So I got some truck work you could do right now. You should maybe over Thanksgiving bring your uh bring your torch. What what uh what kind of steel? I you think I know that? I have no clue. I well, don't is know. it like a is it like a door or is it what? Is it a frame? It's yeah, it's a little bit of a frame issue, but a I rusty will, frame. Yeah, it's a little rusty. So uh, is there a hole in it? There's not a hole, but I scraped some I scraped some paint off, and there's a hole. It's kind of a it's a long story. It was pulling into my parking space in my parking garage. It's a real tight fit, and I got that big yeah. giant truck, you know, and doesn't always. If you're if you're off a half inch, it's not going to be a good situation. So, yeah. Anyway, um, well, thanks so much for taking the time. How can our listeners? If, let's say that there's somebody out there one day that's like, I want to hire somebody like Will Casey. I want to. I either want to talk to him or not that you're looking. It seems like you're very happy at Weldall. I'm not saying yeah. that, but like, how can people get in touch with you? What's your email address? Oh, my email. Yeah. 
my email is will no no space casey 04 at outlook.com and that's casey c-a-s-e-y kind of like the the convenience store chain yes sir and then are you on like are you on linkedin or instagram or any of those things i know you're on instagram i i am indeed on instagram my instagram is will casey 04 all right well start i want to see you start posting some welding stuff on there that you're allowed to do that'd be cool to do it would be and if anybody has any questions just shoot me a dm or yeah. Any, any are there any influencers out there that you're following in the space or like any like I, I know there's a there's a couple of welders I follow. I can't remember their names, but they're always doing really cool stuff. Anybody you're following or no? Not necessarily. I mean, there's a few schools I follow. Yeah. You know, in different states. There's one it's called like Western Welding Academy and there's Missouri Welding Academy. What? And I guess to your point earlier about the algorithms now on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, that content almost finds you now. You don't have to go oh, yeah. seek it out anymore. So when it finds you. you. Yep. Well, appreciate your time. What's, uh, you've been seeing any deer? No, but tomorrow I'm going up north for opening a deer hunting. All right. Well, good luck. Let me know how you do. I, I went last weekend and I, um, I saw the big boy day one and then... I thought I would see see him in day two or day three, so I passed on some smaller deer, and then I never got a shot at the big one. So I'm going to try to go Sunday as well. So we'll have to text each go. other some and compare notes. All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you on the next episode of The Manufacturing Employer. You've been listening to The Manufacturing Employer podcast. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about our approach to industrial marketing and the role that company culture has in moving manufacturing forward, visit Gorilla76.com.